opposed to salmon based? I've got Jared's collection of salmon. I did do a meat pair of highlights. I did do a meat pair of highlights, but it was the and same colour combination. It was actually bleach. the Respectfully Podcast. I'm Nikki Pope and I'm Lauren Stone. So Lauren, who who's coming today? Well we've got some exciting guests today. Sound definitely won't be an issue because they've got some very booming voices. Um, <laughs> what are you trying to say? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, we're so quiet. Well usually. of course. So, <laughs> yes. um, Siobhan Jones from Rose and Wild and oh. Aaron Carlo, session stylist. Oh um, exciting. Yeah, talking about managing client expectations so it's an interesting one. Well it is because Siobhan's got the salon and quite well glamorous I suppose yeah. and quite high end and she travels around a lot and and is so well known for her colour and then Aaron is he the guy with Little Mix? He is seven oh, years I think with Little Mix. Seven years with Little yeah. Mix gosh so, he's outlasted all the boyfriends and husbands probably <laughs> <laughs> no but I think he works for lots of other people as well he does so. he does a lot of oh, clients I can't so. wait yeah. oh brilliant let's go bring him in very excited to welcome Siobhan Jones and Aaron Carlo to our kitchen table. Hello. 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 Nice to see you. Yeah. So we've lured you here with tea and cakes um, and the promise of a conversation about clients of all shapes and sizes and their expectations, how to set client expectations and build the right, I don't know, rapport. Rapport, that's and, a good word. Uh, yeah, rapport. and just kind of manage their expectations. Yeah, how to say yes and how to say no. Mm -hmm. So, before we start, how about, Siobhan, just a little sentence on where you are in the hairdressing world at the moment for our listeners. You have a lovely new salon, I Yes, um, so I have recently just opened a new salon called Rose and Wild. Um, it's a small boutique salon that is colour specific and actually does focus on creating services that are bespoke for each individual. So really perfect for client expectations because we need to make sure that we create service that is bespoke for each individual. Cool. Um, and I'm also a L'Oreal International Artist, so I do the colouring for their campaigns and um, yeah. send also education, education as well. Education as well. Mm -hmm. And your salon is in Chelsea? Uh, yes, on the New Kings Road. Oh, lovely, good. It's yeah, beautiful. Lovely. It's gorgeous, it's really it's gorgeous. So nice. It is. <laughs> award-winning oh, wow. already, I know. <laughs> it is award-winning, it won the, yeah. one of the yes. big awards. Already. Yes, Thank already. You. Big one. <laughs> and Aaron? Um, so I am a session stylist and I work with celebrities, magazines, brands, fashion houses, just every day differently. So very, very, but you have been salon based in the past. Yes, I was salon based for years and years and I actually worked in headmasters for like six or seven years, I mm -hmm. think, with Siobhan. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know how long I was there. A while. <laughs> I was there a long time. So... The point being that you understand what it's like to be in a salon based and then to fly solo and it looks like you're loving it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's going, it's going really well, nice and busy, so that's great. So yeah, I, I kind of understand both sides of the coin of, in terms of styling hair in a salon for, you yeah. know, 10, 15 clients a day and then styling and one person for a shoot, for instance. 
Yes, although it more, as, as importantly with session, we often get used to thinking of it as editorials for magazines and maybe for catwalk shows, but mm. you do a lot of live shows with performers. So yes. your hair has to be hair that can dance. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I do a lot of, I go on tour a lot yeah. um, with bands and music artists. So, you know, the hair that I would do for a tour show would be different than the hair that I would do for even a one-off performance of one yeah. song or even, or a magazine shoe or yeah. it's, it's or a there's a whole r- like wide range of things that you have to think about when you're you know styling hair for the different types of jobs that I do and, w- and when you are doing a job are you kind of solely in charge of coming up with the hair looks how much input do the artists have are they happy with the looks that you've created and how do you manage their expectations I mean, I've always been rebooked, so it's a good sign. Um, No, it is a collaboration, obviously, because, you know, whether the client is paying for your services in a salon or whether it's a pop star, they still have to be able to be happy with how they look. They, you know, it is about at the end of the day how they look. It's just that in the world that I'm in, it's not just that one person's opinion. You've got maybe like 20 other people's opinions from... Management to label to the brands to the photographer yeah. to the stylist. How do you juggle that? All yeah. those expectations. So who would give you the brief? Would it be the agent or would it be the actual wearer of the hair? It depends on the job. Right. So if I'm with a music artist and it's for a tour, for instance, the brief comes between me and them. We talk about how they want to look. I look at their costumes and then we come up with ideas of things that they would like to have their hair like that, but then also that will last on stage, that will last for an hour and a half, two hours, yeah. under hot lights with ridiculous dance routines. So, you know, sometimes the style that they would want isn't necessarily something that they can wear on stage because it's just going to be in their face the whole time yeah, or yeah, it's going to yeah. be a nightmare. And then if it's a photo shoot, the brand that you're doing the shoot for would come up with the idea um, and then you discuss it before the shoot takes place. Um, sometimes stylists will come up with the brief. Like, it, it just... It varies yeah, depending so on what type of job, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, But you still have, like, suitability as well, don't you? Like, you still yeah. have, for whatever the client it's is... still a person. People, and, yeah, and so individual. people don't necessarily always know what suits them. Like, yeah. you know, and you can... Basically, people can pick a yes. picture up and go, I love this. Yeah. you must get that a lot in the salon. Yeah. People coming in with pictures. And how do you manage their expectations when something's clearly not going to work with their face shape? We've probably got different approaches together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, no. I'm just like, boom, no, get out. <laughs> I mean, I can't really do that because I need to really make the money from Yeah. They can have what they want. I'm like, you can come and you can stay. No, but um, we, we would always try and make sure that we're offering as close to what they would like as we can. And then obviously we would adjust it uh, accordingly so be it we need to take it a bit darker around mm. the you know around the hairline or yeah. take it a bit lighter or not quite as short or whatever it may be um but just I think really what I found has made a big difference is just making sure that you're listening really yeah, yeah. and then going okay I've taken on board what you said and then giving good yeah. reason as to why I think especially yeah. around color I mean, this is the, the curse of Instagram, isn't it? That people expect quick changes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, even in the world that you move in, the changes that some of the celebrities appear to have are probably not necessarily, you know, they might oh, be Oh, yeah, we fake it all the time. Be, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we I think totally that's the it. problem, isn't it? So setting the expectation of the client in the salon mm-hmm. to understand that you're not going to go 
from that to that. But the thing that yeah. I've always, because I've worked with Shiv for years and years, the thing that I always loved about Shiv is that she could make any colour work for any person, but she would tweak the tones or tweak the mm. positioning of yeah. the colour to make it work for that person, rather than a lot of colours would just be like, oh no, your base is too dark. Or just yeah. do, do you it. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or just and then, do it. And, and, and then everyone's yeah. like, oh, what's that? <laughs> yeah. Like, Shiv would always tweak it and customise it for yeah. every person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Whereas some people don't, I guess, don't have the skill to, to well, think I think that. that's, it's, yeah. that's mm. the clever part, isn't it? So even in our world, um, Lauren, if you've got, we've got clients' expectations are wrong. It might not be for hair, it might be for what we could do in a show or yeah. a presentation. It's, I always think the best strategy is to put something else in front of them. Yeah, yeah. So Give them an instead alternative. Instead of saying no, it's like, well, but wouldn't you How about like this? this or something? Yeah. So I think to some extent that's about adjusting, isn't it? Getting them to... Totally, yeah. And, and I think sometimes, especially when it comes to hairstyles, people kind of see something, think it looks great. So that, that's kind of their only yeah. reference. They can't think outside. Whereas when you they come into the salon and you've got other ideas, yeah. they're like, oh, actually... But that's what... It's like, it's, it's the kind of time we're living in we're kind of not just looking at something going I like that yeah we're kind of wanting to wanting to be everything about that yeah so it's like you know for instance it's I don't conceptual. know when yeah. you buy something on ASOS for mm. instance you no longer just choose the outfit you see the model mm. wearing the outfit walking down a runway and you're like oh my god I want to be her like yeah. that's it's, it's yeah they bring different. you they bring you pictures of hair but it's not just the hair no, they're it's, it's not. the makeup the lighting the, exactly the and then like the swag that the girl's yeah. got she's like she's got great life she's got these you know, gorgeous yeah. husband, whatever, all of these things. You're like, actually, actually that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is more about... Yeah, when you break <laughs> it down to just the hair, they sometimes are like, oh, no, I don't really... That's not really what I want. And you're like, okay. Like, I just want to be Kendall Jenner. I yeah. just don't actually want to look like her. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, like, color. someone else's hair colour will look completely different on their skin tone than they would of course, on yeah. someone else. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But my thing is always, like... <laughs> Even when I was in the salon, I would always, always rather undersell mm-hmm. and over-deliver. Yeah. yeah. Rather than them sitting in the chair and asking for something that I think is going to be pretty impossible. But me yeah. just being like, yeah, I'll be able to do that. That's fine. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give it a go. And then it not, not, yeah. not work. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I would always rather be like, oh, I, I don't think that's going to work. We should maybe do something a bit more like this. We should maybe tweak it more towards this direction. And then if I can get it closer than I, I will then and then they're happier, happier do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. yeah no definitely because if you don't do that it will just bite you in the ass. yeah it? and then also like you end up I don't know if you're over guaranteeing something and then you can't get there then you're going to be the one staying yeah you redo, look bad. yeah <laughs> trying to rectify what's what's not gone wrong but yeah. you know what you've kind of sold to be yeah. the dream yeah and even <laughs> in you know in my world on shoots and stuff you know you'll have uh say if you've got a client that is a brand and doesn't actually know anything about hair, but they give you this brief. Like a lot of the time in, in my job, they'll give you a brief, say, of an editorial hairstyle that's like windswept. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, pieces are all over all over the place. And they'll be like, oh, we want this for a video. But you're like, but hair doesn't stay like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you know what I mean? Which to us seems like how obvious. obvious. But yeah. to them, they're like, but I just want that vibe. Like, I just want yeah. that hair. And you're like, but you can't get it because you you can't constantly have wind <laughs> yeah. in the like hair. like individual strings for yeah. each strand of hair and you just yeah, kind of do it like a whole but, round but, of fat. <laughs> but it's even the case of like laying that down and explaining that and then them being like, oh right, no, I get what you mean then. Yeah. And just being like, we'll put wind in the hair but it yeah. isn't going to always stay yeah. in this specific yeah. position because hair moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's and people don't of, see that. Yeah. yeah. And it's the vibe, it's the word you said vibe, isn't it? It's trying to identify what it is that they like about that vibe yes. or that mood. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're getting a windswept vibe, that's different than wind swept hair. Yeah. 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 Y
<laughs> trying to read it, I suppose. And are there occasions when you might need to readjust expectations? I don't want this to sound negative, like we're asking you to say about saying no all the time, but what about your, your own brand, whether it's as a salon or as a person, your signature styles or your weight? Are there times when you might have to say, ooh, okay, well, I'm not actually the person to do that because that doesn't fit what I believe or what I I mean, want yeah, to, personally, I say no to things all the time. Yeah. Well, I guess you have to as well because you're freelance <laughs> and you'll be busy. And well, the thing is, you know, my industry, as many as, as much as there's like a million and one hairdressers that want to become session stylists, it is a small industry and everyone kind of knows everyone or, or knows of them or has met them or whatever. And so if I end up saying yes to a job that is with maybe a person I'm not ever going to post about or talk about, mm, yeah. you know, or it's a type of hair that I don't think I'm going to be great at, or it's a brand I don't really think is cool enough or, or whatever, like, I'm just going to say no. But it's yeah. nice that you've got to that stage in your career, because was there at one point a time when you were just saying yes to everything? Oh, honey, yeah, 100%. Like... <laughs> yeah. I'm lucky now I can turn yeah. down work, but yeah, there was definitely a time where I was like, yep, I'll do it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is that not, that's more about like building your brand anyway, because there'll be a point, you know, when you're building yourself up, you don't actually know what your actual brand but is. Exactly. So you're trialling everything, you're doing everything. That's true. Yeah, And then true, when yeah. you get to the point of, okay, yes, this is my brand, I do this type of hair, this yeah. is the kind of girl... Yeah then you then have to stick to it, yeah. otherwise you end up diluting it. Yeah, you? I must yeah. say, I was lucky I found that out very early on, and mm. a lot of it was because of Headmasters with mm -hmm. you and Jonathan yeah. and Ollie. Yeah. We all kind of got put in roles, yeah. if you know what I mean, and and we all kind of knew exactly what we loved, and therefore we kind of got put down that avenue anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of was lucky I discovered that quite early on, I think. Yeah, and decided what you wanted. Yeah. And so... Yeah, because I suppose hair, almost as much as anything else, as we all say, future industry, it's like an advertisement, or you're, it's a walking billboard for hairdressing mm. more than almost anything else. If somebody had an accessory that you weren't that keen on, you can just go, yeah, well, I don't really like that. But if somebody's like, if you think their hair isn't right, and then they say, oh yeah, you know, she mm. wanted this for me. You'd be like, especially, <laughs> like with, especially with colour yeah. and stuff, right? Because yeah. that doesn't come off. So, so, yeah, so you have <laughs> to be quite Yeah, like if I do an ugly blow dry, they're just going to wash it and it's yeah. fine. Whereas yeah. if you colour someone's yeah. hair, they're stuck with it. Mm. Yeah. We're in like a, well, for colour, colourists, it's amazing because it's, it is our time, I'd say, because people really respect what we do yeah. and clients really value what we do. The understanding's getting better. That I think. understanding, definitely. Yeah. But I think what has become really difficult is. As you said, it is the expectations of what is possible, you yeah. know, because more than ever, there are these before and afters that show you someone with base one hair or black hair turning into this ashy white blonde yeah. hair, and that's what clients are seeing. So it does make it difficult for us as colorists. It's fake news. It's fake yeah. news. Yeah, it's fake news. <laughs> and, we know we're all, and we know we're all dealing with this situation, but I think our job is to make sure that we're... I think the bit I found the most difficult is clients will book in and then when they've booked in, they're expecting to be this certain colour and then you have to let them down and go, actually, we can't get you to that colour. And yeah. I found that they've, you know, not taken it very well because imagine you <laughs> saved all your money, you're like, great, yes, I'm off to go get my hair yeah. done. I told everyone you're having this big, massive change and then you get there and then your colourist yeah. goes, no, sorry, no. can't do it. Yeah. Or people booking in, I mean, when people say to me, what are you booking in for? I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. Yeah. You're yeah, the hairdresser. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. the receptionist is saying or the online appointment wants me to put in what it's for. Yeah. Sort of panic. So you must get people who are booked in for one thing and they walk in and you're like, that's not what you're having. So mm. we're really like, we, I've, I've kind of built the boutique on the premise of that actually. So we're kind of, we're the salon that listens. So every single person that books in for an appointment who is new gets sent a consultation form. 
So it means that they can, one, think about their hair prior to when they come. So, you know, it's hard when you're put on the spot and you're like, what do you want? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. They Especially get in the silent environment when you've got, oh, you know, 30 seconds for your consultation because exactly. Mrs. Smith is in the basin and you've got yeah. someone else with a yeah. toner and your other client's running late. So you're stressed, yeah. the client's stressed, it doesn't and really work. you have work. to rush for your consultation. Yeah. Exactly. So it helps to, it one, makes the client think about their hair before they turn up. Yeah. Um, it then also height flags anything that might be a bit of an issue. Yeah. So, for instance, if they write, my hair is green and I want to be, I yeah. don't know, a different colour, yeah, yeah. we can then see that and then go, actually, no. Green's yeah, not good. Yeah, right. yeah, it's not going to be good for you. Also, we don't have enough time to do it. Yeah. We need to change it to this. And then it kind of helps to, like, remove all of those issues. Yeah. Um, which, is, which has worked for us really well, mm. actually. We've had to put a lot of effort into the whole, like, admin yeah. of it all. Like, it does take a while, but it just means that, actually... The yeah. clients that come in have bigger bills. They they get what they know and that they're having. Do you rather feel than like that's all filtered down to your stylist as well? Because I know you run it slightly differently. They're not like it's all kind of freelance stylists. Yeah. yeah. So we all so we all so it's a mixture. So we've got freelance, uh, part time, full time. Uh, but everyone runs in the same way. So the like front of house will send all of our clients the form. Yeah. They will then as soon as they receive it, it gets sent to the, the artist that works there, and then okay. they can then have a look at it and assess yeah. it and then if they need to you can call them up and go okay this doesn't yeah. make sense or you know, yeah how can I do the it? same page yeah 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 that's that's fake that's what we do yeah. so yeah. we have to do it yeah <laughs> we can't say yeah, we that's your right. there must yeah. be times when you have to be super tactful or gentle with people or you know when they've got problems that maybe they weren't even aware that they've got mm. the hair or their hair condition and and Aaron you must that must be quite a challenge sometimes because I think some of the people you work with are just their hair must be battered by you. <laughs> <laughs> not because of you. No. Some of these poor people on the road, you know, it's quite hard to be healthy. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, I am quite lucky that I work regularly with the same clients. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of teach them early on that they should be doing weekly masks and that I always use heat protection. Like it's, I'm yeah. obsessed. Like, mm-hmm. There's like things that I always do to, because a lot of session stylists I know will go in and do their hair and go home. Yeah. Whereas I work with these people regularly, so if their hair starts getting a bit knackered, they're a bit like, "Well, that was you." Yeah. So, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm held accountable, yeah. so I have to kind of, you know, put those plans in action mm. early on. Yeah. Um, I'm not really the most tactful person in in the world generally. Really, I've never. I know it's shocking, <laughs> isn't it? but like, so yeah, I'm normally pretty honest, but. I work with these people regularly, so I can be. Yeah. yeah. If it was a new client, then I'd probably... And that's probably what people love about you as well, and why you mm. have well, worked with, like, you know, Little Mix for seven years. Is yeah. Of things like that. Yeah. And also, there's no... Conf- there's just no... There's never really any confusion, because they know I'm just going to be upfront and honest about it, whether yeah. it's to the client, or whether it's to the management, or the label, or the, or the brand, or... I'm just going to say it how it is. So it, it kind of cuts out a lot of the tiptoeing around being scared to say things. Yeah. yeah. And then it going wrong, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. coming back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it's like a new client, then I'll I'll try and sort of suggest it gently. Um, but to be honest, it's like you said earlier, like I won't just say, oh, your hair's knackered. It needs, you know, I'll just be like, oh, this is going to be good for your hair in the long run. You should try doing this to fix it. 
Do you know mm. what I mean? I'd rather offer a solution than just tell them there's something wrong with their Getting hair. Getting a positive spin. Yeah. yeah. I remember, so this is years ago when I worked in a salon, someone in particular that I worked with. I've got a um, whole talk about me then. No, I didn't. No. His initials are AC. No, but I remember this guy, he had a consultation with the client. And name, name. Do you I, want names? Oh, God. <laughs> He'll know who he is when he hears this. Oh, great. Um, so when <laughs> he, uh, the client made a complaint because he basically said that her hair felt like horse's hair. Oh, <laughs> he actually meant was you should as you said maybe use this treatment da, 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 da. Yeah. but he was used to dealing with things like in brutal, that yeah. Cer- yeah. certain way and it did come back and he yeah. ended up and you don't know quite, what people are sensitive to anyway so how do you stay um, on top of what's out there I'm interested well both of you because Siobhan you're very much in a leading role but you do have a close relationship with one of the big brands in particular mm-hmm. with L'Oreal so I guess you're aware of new things that come out and, and the ways of looking after hair as a freelancer do you rely on your mates like Siobhan or do you do you seek out new techniques or new hair pieces or new ways of doing things how does it happen for you um, it's really mixed actually I am really lucky that I've got people like Siobhan um, and my assistant Chris and my assistant Reese and I've got you know hairdressers that I work with regularly um, so they're really good at like filling in for me if I can't do something or colouring hair pieces if I'm on another job or like just just getting yeah, things done when I have to physically be somewhere um, but I also look. I just I, I, I'm one of those people that just loves references and loves trends so and loves yeah. runway and stuff you know, when I was at Headmasters, I used to teach runway yeah. to consumers. So for me, it's always been a passion of like searching out new things, new things. and new techniques and new styles. By, um, you must get courted by some of the brands. Is it like, you know, maybe... Oh, yeah, I get sent a lot of a lot of products and a lot of tools and a lot of things like that all the time, yeah. Yeah, so it's quite wide for you. Yeah. And, and do you find yourself... I mean, you must need to be inquisitive to some degree about what's going on out there, both within the brand that you work with... Yeah, I think that's why I'm really enjoying having a mixture of um, employed, self-employed, freelance and like um, full-time staff like working with us because everyone brings in something slightly different. So we've got people that are session artists that then will bring back what they've kind of done uh, fashion week or on a shoot or etc. So we've also got people that educate so then they'll bring back information. So I think, I know there's the big conversation about whether, you know, you should have a salon with freelance or whether it works or if it but for me it works really really well it's yeah. like it's a it's forward your way different of elements yeah it. totally and you've got like ollie comes up from brighton yeah i've like got someone that works one day a month yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i just love it nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, but i, I always felt like that was yeah. the best way to run a salon is by having other elements yeah all the time because totally. it stops the full-time people from getting super bored 100 yeah. complacent yeah. as well yeah Definitely. but i also think from shiv's point of view like because she does so much work for L'Oreal and like big brands, like she's creating trends yeah. as well as mm. looking yeah. for the new ones and, yeah. and following yeah. them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she actually comes up with colour yeah. trends and yeah. then gives them to the brand and then they yeah. make it a big thing. But that's yeah. the skill, isn't it, of taking a good brief and being able to take a brief and keeping the client in mind. Mm-hmm. Same as, you know, with your clients. It works every which way. Yeah. So we have to listen. Do you know what? I always it. really remember actually. Do you remember when we did pastels? Pastel. Oh yes. remember that? Yeah. And it yeah. was like this thing where that it was when the first sort of pastel hair colours mm-hmm. were coming yeah. in. This is like eight years ago or something, yeah. like so mm-hmm. long. And I remember we were a L'Oreal salon, so we couldn't use any other brands or talk yeah. about any other brands, remember? Mm-hmm. But 
we we had we had to do this trend like we had to talk about this trend because it was really taking off and I'd come up with this tie-dye thing that I was so excited about yeah and she just made it work by using toners and mixing all these different really random colour combinations to come <laughs> up with like a pastel pink and a lavender and a mint yeah mm-hmm. and so you, you just make things work yeah. to fit in with trends as well yeah, yeah, yeah. if you have to fit yeah. a brief or with, or fit a brand or whatever sometimes things you know especially if it's a big brand yeah, yeah. they might not necessarily have everything that you need to work the brand that's just come out that moment yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. now trends are happening so quickly aren't they they're so disposable now yeah yeah so like one thing that you'd love today you probably end up hating tomorrow so yeah. <laughs> yeah. you have to be quite quick in the way yeah, you move yeah. on it that's true yes because mm. it's, it's so and some of them don't last i'm interested also it's like jump around in conversation here but I can keep meaning to ask so for both of you so Siobhan you've got a very sort of like you know central London quite you know probably very clear on tail but probably quite high flying quite smart compared with lots of situations new loan lots of people what about discretion what about you know we want to take pictures of everything you made a comment earlier about working with a client you might choose to not work with somebody if you had no interest in ever Instagramming them or mm. being seen to be working with them how important is that these days so a lot of salons would ask clients can we take a picture of your hair there's an Instagram wall in the salon Mm. you know you expect to be able to promote yeah do you you ask people or do you just assume or are there strict are you are you told absolutely not or do you ask you can can get you can get in a lot of trouble if you just post something without someone's consent so you do need to be careful of that and um, what we're what we've started doing, which is quite helpful to us, is we've so we've got this really cute Instagrammable area, yeah. um, which has helped us promote the salon because clients would stand in that area, we'd take a photo of them, and then they would then post it on their Instagram, which then is like recommending a friend, which is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we've started doing is we've got a salon phone, we take a picture of them in this area, we then email them with the picture and say thank you so much for visiting us. Yeah. Um, please let us know if we are able to repost this if we need it if it's good for yeah. reposting and then we also say you know if you'd like to repost it we'd love that and then it gives yeah. them the option of posting yeah. it it's also an image we've taken so we know that it's going to be and also it's a nice looking image it, yeah. rather than you know something where it's you know yeah. you know you see you know those dodgy ones um, <laughs> you know the ones um, but then also it gives them the chance to say yeah no I'd love you to post it and to be honest most people do yeah. want you to but except if they're trying to hide something or I don't yeah. you know but so it gives rich, them the so. chance to say no as yeah, well yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah I think in my in my industry it's 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 weird it's different I started session starting 10 years ago when social media wasn't really a thing mm. and so when it first started becoming more present backstage there was there was just signs like no Instagram no posting no pictures like you just don't. Yeah. And you don't even ask. Like, no. I I just don't even ask for pictures ever, yeah. to be honest. I remember on shoots when we all had Polaroids and like sometimes the photographers would count the Polaroids. You know, you couldn't even take a Polaroid away. Yeah. Right. So, like, yeah. we just... It, I was always kind of trained, you just don't. Yeah. Ever. Mm. But I also know there's a lot of younger people coming up that they make their, their living off mm-hmm. of posting off Instagram and that's how yeah. they get new clients and they rely on their social media for, for stuff like that. Like, I don't. So I think maybe it's a bit different for me, but yeah. I just yeah. find all that stuff really uncomfortable and a bit unprofessional. So I don't, I just yeah. don't really do it. You have got I a lot tend of followers, to repost. Though, haven't you? Like, I've got a lot of followers, yeah, but it's not like a thing that I have focused on. No, no, it's just organic. You know what I mean? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I get work through the industry. I don't yeah. really get work yeah. on my Instagram. No, but like, no, and I, I think really it's kind of way. different because 
I would be needing images because I'm promoting one particular thing. Yeah. Um, whereas I know in like session, I know people that have not been called back on jobs because they've taken photos. Yeah. 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 Um, me too. I know that as well. So, yeah. and that's, you know, so it's been a big no, no, you don't do that because, yeah. you know. It's, I've actually had to <laughs> stop working with assistants or, or people because they sneakily took a picture yeah. and posted it because they thought, oh, well, it's fine. They're on camera anyway. Like, everyone's going to yeah. see it. And, and I get to show all my friends that like, I've worked with such and yeah. such. Yeah. And then we've all been like, well, yeah. well I'm going to have to find Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's really annoying. This is your relationship. You're quite a hairdresser. Yeah. <laughs> but because, especially with celebrities, yeah. you know, yeah. they've got image Discretion. rights, they've got brand deals, they've got contracts. Yeah. And I could take a picture of, you know, someone with a product in the background yeah. And that could conflict with a deal that they've already got. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, like, I just yeah. don't bother. What would be the biggest piece of advice you could give to somebody listening, say, in a hair dressing salon, if you're somewhere where you're either on your own and perhaps you don't get much support from other people, what, what's, what would be the thing you notice that people forget to do or a, a part of the sort of, I, I suppose it's taking a brief or a consultation? That It's actually just listen, to be honest, because... So many times, I think, it's, if I were to use balayage as an example, as colourists, we do balayage every day. And it's, it's not new to us, but actually for that client that's coming in, it, it is really new. Yeah. And each element of that balayage will be what makes that perfect for her. So yeah. if you just go, yeah, 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 balayage, yeah, I'm not, you know, and you're not listening, yeah. you might end up missing out on really key things yeah. that could that's turn it. that colour yeah. or that look from being like uh, awful for them to being amazing. Yeah. And actually even what is balayage to some people? Totally. I mean, I've heard yeah. Yeah, words, true. ombre, yeah. balayage, you know, yeah. undercut. There's lots of people these days talk about alleged techniques mm. and sometimes I'm sitting there thinking, I don't actually know what, what that you is. think well, that is. Well, I mean, a lot of hairdressers come up with new names for techniques mm-hmm. just to make themselves sound really clever and original and really it's just the same thing. I've got a new yeah. one. <laughs> Bumbelage. Oh, uh, why is bum? I don't know. I okay. liked it. <laughs> Sounds nice. Right. I have a really I can't that's, wait to see. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous. You oh. drew that one out first. <laughs> Manage your client expectations for that. Yeah. That's yeah. done it. Absolutely. Yeah. That'll be the place to go. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's been great. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Amazing. So that was our respectfully chat with the lovely Siobhan Jones and Aaron Carlo. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you for joining us. As always, scroll down wherever you are listening to this podcast on the computer or on your phone. You will find notes. So any of the things that we've mentioned, there will be little um, notes. And we will remind you of these guys' Instagram handles and all the things you might want to know about them. Please check out our other podcasts on the iTunes platform and you will find an invitation also to rate and review, which helps push us up the charts. Oh, yeah, do that, please. Please do. (laughs) Great. Okay, that's it. Off we go. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.